1: Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Happy
2: Thursday. It's Thursday, July 27, 2023. Great to be with you on a Thursday morning. Hope all is well. Hope your weather situation is okay. We had some terrible weather in southeastern Michigan late yesterday afternoon. I mean, it must have been straight-line winds, trees uprooted, and power outages all over. So it's... Uh, A situation that's developing really across the country and we could see more of those storms unfortunately today and as we enter into the weekend but we'll have the weather for you in just a second. Did want to let you know about the program of course as we always do our rundown for this morning. Father Mitch Pacwa from EWTN joins us on Thursdays for our cultural connections with Father Mitch. It's his 74th birthday today and Anna Mitchell just wrote me and said that not only at Father Mitch's birthday but Tom Price at EWTN radio and Matt Swaim of the Sunrise Morning Show, all three of whom are celebrating birthdays today. So happy birthday to three amazing men of God. And we are blessed to have them, of course, at EWTM, both on camera, in front and behind the scenes. We appreciate their great work. So we have Father Mitch Pacwa, 15 minutes past the hour after the news. Dr. Pia DeSaleni joining us. She has a really good article in America Magazine. And it's in their Faith segment. And it's all about, guess what? believe it or not how the secular world and even some of those in Hollywood are understanding now how bad artificial contraception is for women and they're speaking out about it in more ways than one What's really interesting, I was chatting with Pia, we were going back and forth in preparation for today's interview, if you look at the comments section, now Pia does a great job as always of talking about what the church teaches and why, but then looking also at the science and the research in terms of many, many issues and the problems, especially with the birth control pill and what it does to women, depression and all these other issues. And yet some of the comments, are completely ignoring the obvious, completely ignoring statements from women who nobody would ever consider conservative or even slightly to the right of center. These are people who are in the Hollywood spotlight that she's quoting on this, okay? And yet these women weighing in saying, oh no, the church ignored the demands and desires of women. All political comments basically, agenda driven ignoring the common sense and the natural science and the natural law. So we'll discuss with Dr. Pia coming up at 39 minutes past the hour. I do hope your Thursday is going well. Okay, weather, eh, not so much. Southwest continues to bake in the central and east U.S. heat wave, storms in the Great Lakes. We had a lot of those yesterday in our area in southeastern Michigan. So the National Weather Service is telling us today on a Thursday the summer heat wave is building across the central and eastern part of the country. Excessive heat continues in the southwest. They're saying an upper-level system may produce storms capable of damaging winds, tornadoes, large hail, and heavy rain in the Great Lakes. The tail end of this system, they say, may also spark severe storms in the plains. So we're not out of the woods yet as far as the weather is concerned. But hopefully it's not too bad in your area either way stay safe. Right now it's three minutes past the hour, a ton of news to get through before we bring up Father Mitch to wish him happy birthday and then dive into another important discussion. So let's see what's happening in and around the world on a Thursday morning on EWTN. The big story out of Iowa this week, Emery Miller tells us the next legal steps surrounding the state's new abortion law moving forward.
3: Iowa Supreme Court has agreed to hear the state's appeal of a Polk County judge's decision to halt the new law. It will ban all abortions effectively after six weeks of pregnancy. Groups like Planned Parenthood had filed legal motions against the new law. The Iowa Supreme Court's next session begins in September
2: ahead of next week's world youth day in lisbon portugal the holy father responding to the pre-recorded questions and struggles of young people as catholic news agency reports in a vatican news newly produced podcast dubbed the pope cast that podcast which is produced in italian released its second episode this week with the holy father the first was released back in march on the tenth anniversary of the holy father's papal election the pope concluding the pope cast by urging young people in the recordings to take part in world youth day that he, they would find it fulfilling, and also being that it's part of a community and a big celebration, they will be filled hope with hope and joy. The president, meanwhile, of the World Youth Day Foundation and Cardinal-Elect Aguiar of Lisbon spending time with youth recently in the Holy Land, and as Deborah Castellano-Luboff explains from Vatican News, he says he wanted to bring Pope Francis' closeness to the young people of the region who are unable to travel to World Youth Day, saying they are an example that teaches us
4: resilience and faith. During his visit, the General Secretariat of Christian Youth in Palestine organized a mass in Bethlehem on the 22nd of July, presided over by the Latin Patriarch of Jerusalem, Cardinal-Elect pierre Battista Pitabala, with Cardinal-Elect Aguiar. The Holy Father has repeatedly made appeals for an end to the ongoing violence in the region and for peacemaking efforts, constantly expressing his closeness to those suffering. The future Cardinal cited reasons for his visit to the Holy Land, including the Pope's words of advice. Ice. Cardinal-elect Aguiar said the first reason is to fulfill a promise I made to the young people who came from the Holy Land to Lisbon to prepare for the pilgrimage. I told them that before the World Youth Day, I would find time to visit them, and here I am. The other reason, he said, involves what Pope Francis has always told me. Don't forget those who cannot come to Lisbon. I made that effort, he said. The future Cardinal had also made a special visit to bring his closeness to young Ukrainian faithful earlier this month. Cardinal-designated Aguiar said that these young people are an example because of their resilience. He said they are able to overcome all the obstacles we see. Dialogue and encounter, despite everything, he said, are possible. In his homily, the Latin Patriarch of Jerusalem, Cardinal Elect Pizzaballa, referred to the large participation of the young people from the Holy Land this year in the World Youth Day, noting they estimate some 90 from Jordan, 50 from Galilee, 200 from Palestine, and 20 for the first time from Cyprus. The Patriarch and Invited the young Catholics to invest their time in doing good despite the many injustices they witness in their lives. In other news this morning,
2: more than 100 million people across the U.S. are now under heat alerts. Officials say record-breaking temps continuing in the southwest because of that heat dome that stays over the region. The heat wave will affect the northern part of the country this week with New York City expecting record highs in the upper nineties today and tomorrow parts of south florida getting a little bit of a break of intense heat by way of a tropical wave temperatures in the region averaging 10 to 20 degrees cooler but they're telling folks in south florida don't get too excited
3: it is likely once the clouds clear out and the rain clears that's going to return to pretty hot conditions again
2: that's will redmond a national weather service meteorologist who says this short-lived easterly tropical wave is producing heavy cloud coverage and light to heavy downpours. A flood watch is now underway for Broward, Palm Beach, and Miami-Dade counties. He also says advisories and warnings, once again, are expected after tomorrow. Yesterday, U.S. District Judge Marilyn Norica rejecting Hunter Biden's plea deal, allowing the investigation, as Catholic vote reports, into his dealings to continue and exposing him to the full force of legal consequences for his actions. Currently, Hunter Biden facing the penalty of two years in prison for tax fraud, a $25,000 fine for each tax violation count, and up to 10 years in prison for the illegal ownership of a firearm. Again, as Catholic Vote has reported, he pleaded guilty to the charges and agreed to a pretrial diversion program, which means offenders can divert certain things from traditional criminal justice processing into alternative systems of supervision and service. Critics have called the plea a sweetheart deal through which he would avoid the consequences of his actions and be protected under further investigations. Norica was expected to accept a plea deal and end the five-year investigation into Hunter Biden's illegal activities. Meanwhile, Fox News reported this morning that collapsed proceedings were a surprising development in the year-long investigation. And a resolution that had been carefully negotiated over several weeks and included a lengthy back and forth between Justice Department prosecutors and Hunter Biden's attorneys. The plea deal was meant to clear the air for Hunter Biden and avert an actual trial. Mark Mayfield tells us Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says he's fine after being escorted away from a Republican leadership news conference yesterday.
5: The Kentucky senator appeared to freeze after he had stopped talking during the news conference. Some of his colleagues then asked McConnell if he was okay before Senator John Barrasso held him by the arm and walked him away from the podium. McConnell later walked back into the news conference by himself. An aide for the senator said he felt lightheaded and stepped away for a moment. Earlier this year, McConnell spent time in a rehabilitation facility after he tripped and fell at an event.
2: The head of Health and Human Services defending the agency's handling of illegal immigrant children who have been caught crossing the border, Secretary Becerra, was grilled in a hearing yesterday that looked at the surge of unaccompanied children. He said children are only placed with sponsors who have been thoroughly vetted. Republicans, meanwhile, on the committee blasting the secretary for ignoring reports that minors have been lost in the system, leading to abuse and forced labor. Florida's governor, Republican presidential candidate Ron DeSantis says schools should teach the basics and educate children, not indoctrinate them. And so that's why
5: we fought to do things like not have gender ideology in kindergarten, where they're telling students that they were born in the wrong body or that their gender is a choice. And we stood up to the left and the media and even big companies down the road here.
2: DeSantis was on the campaign trail in his home state of Florida yesterday speaking to the American Legislative Exchange Council and their annual meeting in the city of Orlando. Andrew Whitman tells us more injuries are now being reported after yesterday morning's crane collapse in Manhattan.
6: Eleven people, including two firefighters and some workers at the site, injured too seriously. It happened around 7.30 a.m. on 10th Avenue between 41st and 42nd. Sixteen tons of concrete on the crane, more than 40 stories up. That's when the crane's engine caught fire. The arm of the crane hit the building across the street. Then part of the arm and all the concrete fell to the ground. The Daily News reporting hydraulic fluid leaked onto a heated plate, sparking the fire.
2: The Federal Reserve no longer forecasting a U.S. recession this year.
5: The staff now has a noticeable slowdown in growth starting later this year in the forecast. But given the resilience of the economy recently, they are no longer forecasting a recession.
2: That's what Fed Chair Jerome Powell told reporters yesterday after the central bank raised interest rates by a quarter of a percentage point on Wednesday. He said inflation has moderated, but there's still a long way to go to get it down to the 2% goal. Officials pushing rates to their highest level since 2001 while leaving the door open for future rate increases. It's the 11th rate hike since March of last year, and it follows a pause in June. Phil Hewlett tells us a Los Angeles area man now recovering from a rare triple organ transplant.
7: 46-year-old Valence Sams has a new heart liver and kidney. I'm just thankful for another day, whether it be cloudy, sunny. Every day is a good day. Every day is my birthday at this point. Sams is happy to be alive in Baldwin Hills where he takes daily walks to build up his strength. For the past 10 years, he'd been in failing health and doctors told him he likely would not survive much longer. Now, after a 20-hour surgery at Cedar sinai Medical Center, doctors say his prognosis
4: is good.
2: Boeing is reporting a nearly $150 million loss in the second quarter. Despite struggling with higher costs in both its airline and defense businesses, the aircraft manufacturer says it's starting to increase production of two of its most possible popular planes. Boeing CEO David Calhoun says a company is making progress and improving stability in its factories and among suppliers. Finally, in our news segment, at almost 13 minutes past the hour, in a Thursday morning edition of Catholic Connection Coast to Coast and Around the Globe, A major U.N. report now warning against excessive smartphone use in schools by calling for a global ban. UNESCO, the U.N.'s Education, Science and Culture Agency, says evidence shows excessive use of smartphones linked to worse performance in school. It also said a high screen time has negative effects on children's emotional stability. UNESCO adding its urge for a smartphone ban is a message that technology should work for people and not the other way around. The agency is saying tech, including artificial intelligence, should serve a human centered vision of education. When we come back, we have a birthday boy on the phone with us, Father Mitch Paqua. He's turning 74 years old today. God bless him and his great ministry on EW10 and beyond. Also, happy birthday to Tom Price at EW10 Radio and Matt Swain from the Sunrise Morning Show. Again, three great men of God celebrating birthdays today. We'll be right back on a Thursday morning. It is July twenty seven, two thousand twenty three, and you're listening to EWTN.
8: The wisdom of Mother Angelica.
2: I come from the other side of the tracks. See?
3: <laughs> my uncle used to have slot machines. <laughs> Put one nickel in it and it's emptied. Mm. And I brought him home in a bag. And my mother looked at me. Where did you get all that money? I said, "I won them." You didn't win them. He fixed
8: the machine. I didn't care if he fixed a machine or not,
3: you
7: EWTN. Know? Live truth. Live Catholic.
0: Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values, Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. People ask
7: how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and lighthouse work. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com.
0: You and your spouse are invited to cruise with Royal Caribbean this January, along with Father Michael Schmidt, Archbishop Nauman, Al, Teresa, Dr. Ray, and many others. Get away with your spouse on a fun, relaxing, and rejuvenating cruise with inspiring speakers, daily mass, and endless memorable experiences. Father Michael Schmidt's comments, you'll encounter an amazing community of couples and speakers, and most importantly, you'll encounter Christ. More details at AveMariaRadio.net. Just click the travel link.
2: Thursday, good Lord willing, the creek don't rise, as I always say, we catch up with the one, the only, Father Mitch Mockwell, a BWTN fame author, speaker, scripture scholar, fearless pilgrimage leader, and today, celebrating his 74th birthday. God bless you, Father. Happy birthday.
9: Thank you. Thank you. I like, I like having birthdays.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Better than the alternative, huh? right? Well,
9: it depends. <laughs>
2: so what are you going to do I'll, today? I know you're yeah, working hard. Yeah, you yeah, taking yeah, the day I'll, off or No.
9: No, no, no! I don't have time. Um, there you go. The, today, uh, you know, the the pastor of the parish where I help out, the Maronite parish, yes. is out of the country. Uh, so uh, he's in Lebanon. So I'm taking the uh, parish. Uh, so I got mass and stuff like uh-huh. that.
2: Uh-huh. Well, that's a beautiful yeah, thing thanks. to do, though. Of course, that is no, a gor- no, that is I'm... a gorgeous church, by the way. That church is, is. over the top beautiful.
9: Yeah, it is. It really is a wonderful, wonderful parish.
2: All right. And the well the people
9: are very nice. <laughs> one time, some of the priests in the Eastern Nephi asked me, why, of
2: all the rights, did you go with the Maronite? Okay, know. we can't hear you, Father. It sounds like cook. the phone is a little oh. bit muffled. There you go. Okay. Oh,
9: there it is. Uh, I was, they asked me, uh, they, they said to me, um, of all the rights, why did you uh, connect with the Maronites? I said, oh, you're the best cooks everywhere I go. <laughs>
2: Wow. That's a nice. So reason. anyway. Anyway. We've,
9: so we've got good business going on here um that you you uh wanted to talk about this I think very important survey mm-hmm. that is out there uh, regarding the decline of religion.
2: Yeah, let me read the and, the, the lead the lead paragraph. I don't mean to interrupt, Joe. I apologize.
8: Sure. Let me put it no, out no,
2: there. Go ahead. This was actually on the Catholic News Agency earlier this week as well. America's belief in each of the five religious entities, God, angels, heaven, hell, and the devil, continuing its decline, according to a new poll released by Gallup. The polling organization reports that since 2016, Americans' belief in these five entities has fallen by between 3 and 5%. And when compared to just 20 years ago, Gallup says that decline is all the more dramatic. Belief in God has fallen by 16% since 2001. At the turn of the century, 90% of Americans professed belief in God. Now that number is 74%. Similar <laughs> declines have occurred for the other four religious entities as well. 74% believe in God, 69% in angels, 67 in heaven, 59% in hell, and 58% believe in the devil. Your thoughts, Father, on this?
9: Well there's I think we need to see this in the context of the much wider decline in western society in general. Mm. You also see that over 50% of people do not believe in getting married. Yeah. They don't believe in staying faithful to each other. Uh 56% Of people report uh, adulterous affairs. They don't stay faithful to their own children, as we see uh, with the high uh, increase of single-parent homes. At least one parent, sometimes both, don't stay committed to their children. This is part of an overall decline in the culture and in society. People have lost faith in so much. And that's, of course, going to apply to religion. Then you add this. You have many people in religions, especially on what's sometimes called the progressive side of religion, who try to accommodate to the society, uh, going back to the 60s, uh it was uh remember the line from uh, maybe you don't, but uh so, so old if you remember from Simon and Garfunkel, the words of the prophets are written on the subway mm-hmm. uh, walls right uh and tenement halls, well, actually they're not usually it's obscenities that are written, yeah, <laughs> that's not prophetic <laughs> it's obscene and 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 usually an uh, an expression of people's inability to use the English language, so they just use bad words, because they don't know what else to say. So this is the the situation. And at the same time, uh, well, well, as I was starting to say how so many of the progressive folks have seen these as the trends that are going on, and they accommodate to it. To accommodate to this Break ground and say, well, maybe the people who are against Christianity are right. And so we have to include all this. And every time they do, just pay attention to it, you see how uh, different denominations who accommodate to these changes in society, as Mm -hmm. changes that are clear indicators of social decline, those churches fall apart. We, we right. just had recently uh, the Methodist Church, which had voted against having gay clergy you know, who are living in relationships and such. And then their bishops went against it and accepted a lesbian bishop into their midst, And at that point, in in Alabama, half of the Methodist congregations left the Methodist Church. And of the ones that stayed with them, you know, a big part of their congregation, you know, the votes were tended to be close, and many of those folks just walked, even though the the Church itself remained Methodist. Mm -hmm. This has gone on for the Lutherans. When they did the same thing, they lost two out of seven million people within a year. And it's you, know, you look at the Episcopal Church. Right. They declined uh, down to—there are today more than four times as many Jewish people living in New York City as there are Episcopalians in the whole country, and they were a founding religion. So religions— that compromise with the society lose folks. They think, well, folks are changing. This will keep them in the church. They'll say, no, they won't. But they
2: have all kinds of examples all over the place of this, but they keep doing the same thing.
9: Well, this is called being stupid. And when you see (laughs) what goes on as a result of this, and you do it anyway, that's just plain ignorance right Mm -hmm. there. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Wasn't it Einstein who said doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results is, is insanity? And this is what's happening. I mean, we don't need any more examples. And even in our own church, Father, we see these orders, the ones that are doing the same thing, trying to, you know, talk about women priests and, and say that abortion is fine and, and, and saying, you know, people who want to be transgender is fine, blah, 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 as opposed to just saying we, we love people, but we want to accompany them, but not accompany them off a cliff, right? As Archbishop Charles Chaput says, those orders are dying out. Of course they are.
9: And, you know, it's um, the, the decline is rapid. Um, and so uh, the, of those who are remaining, you know, I, I suspect uh, most of the uh, these orders that have gone to the progressive side will cease to exist by 2035, maybe um the, uh, already hundreds have just stopped they can't accept any more vocations not that they had many applicants anyway because the 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 majority of their membership is in their 70s and 80s now i don't uh, I, don't get me wrong now that i'm there i have no objections to the 70s <laughs> i like being in my 70s mm-hmm. but uh, at the same time um you know, I'm not the future of my province. The 10 young men who are entering our novitiate are the future. And, you know, hopefully they'll have a good 50, 60 years uh, in the, the society. Uh, and the, the four men that we just ordained, you know, that they're the future. But, you know, you don't look to the old folks as the future.
2: Amen, Father. Let's talk more about that when we come back and also this disconnect where even though people are not believing the way we hope they would believe, all the depression, all the other problems that are arising at the same time. More with Father Mitch Pacwa on his birthday. Happy birthday. He's 74 years young today. We'll be right back.
8: When should we pray? The Catholic Catechism asserts that any time is the right time. We learn to pray by hearing the Word of God and sharing in His Paschal mystery. But the Holy Spirit is offered to us at all times in the events of each day so that prayer can spontaneously spring up from us. Jesus teaches us that like providence, time is in the Father's hands. We encounter Him in the present, not yesterday, not tomorrow, today. Psalm 95 cautions us, if today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Praying through the events of the day is one of the secrets of the kingdom, as revealed to little children, the faithful and the poor of the Beatitudes. This means that the coming of the kingdom can influence the march of history as well as humble everyday events. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. Time
7: is God's creation. He actualizes his plan of salvation in time and in space. We live at that interface between time and eternity, and that is never more visible to us as in the liturgy, where heaven touches earth. That's where our attention catches a glimpse of eternity. And then Unfortunately, the, the veil falls too quickly back over our eyes. Time passes, memory fades, willpower weakens, our attention gets restless and flitters uh, between the urgent and the important, the trivial, the profound. In and of itself, time serves nothing. It improves nothing. But through the church calendar, Christ is restructuring time to assist in our sanctification. Cresta in the
5: afternoon. Weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio.
2: The Connection having a great discussion with Father Mitch Pacwa. Happy birthday again celebrating 74 amazing years and what a gift he is to the church. Talking about a very important report that came out just recently from Gallup and Catholic News Agency posted it earlier this week. This is regarding Americans belief in religious entities continuing to decline. So we see these numbers going down, Father, and you mentioned many of these churches uh, having a problem, and even some of the orders and efforts inside the church, Catholic church, that are rejecting core church teaching are seeing the same type of decline in terms of numbers, and yet, again, not connecting the dots. And so how can we help people realize, because if you look at the numbers, for example, of other surveys and and research that's done, depression, drug addiction, especially post-COVID, before COVID, we had something (laughs) called the deaths of despair. And now those numbers have skyrocketed even further after COVID because of the increased isolation and so many mental health problems associated with that. So Mm -hmm. how are we going to help people connect the dots that there is a God, there is a heaven, there is a hell, and there is a devil, and there are angels? And if you don't believe, then your life isn't going to be better, but worse.
9: Well, there are two elements of this that we have to pay attention to. First, um, we who are believers, and, and this is pointed out in that study uh, by Gallup, people who are committed are not the ones leaving. They're, they're, they're staying faithful in, in, to their religion. It's the folks who were sort of cultural Catholics that are leaving because they've, they don't really uh, find that they can trust people inside the Church. That's that's one of the realities, so that's something that has to be addressed, um, and help people who are believers to have the reasons to believe. A lot of people are nuns. Uh, th- this is a- an important field to, uh, to, to think. Well, oh, they've just left the church, and well, now what do we do? No, you learn. To have the reasons for your hope in Christ—that is from First Letter of Saint Peter, chapter three, verse fourteen and fifteen. If you see him telling us to always have reasons for our hope, yeah. and that means those of us who are still in the church need to be able to listen carefully to what the disappointments are? What are the questions? What are the issues that people have while they're walking? And a lot of times it's intellectual laziness, Um, but they they didn't look to see if there was an answer. They just despair of an answer. They think it's like the news that, you know, if you watch CNN, you get this. If you watch Fox, you get that. Um, It's not like that. There are answers And one of the things I've become convinced of in my 74 Mm -hmm. years as a Catholic is that the Church has those answers. But we have to learn them and learn to speak them to other people, Mm -hmm. not merely recognize them when we see them, but give the reasons why abortion is so wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, you, you really have to go back to Christ. For instance, so many young people are living... Uh, together without marriage, but they don't know Jesus Christ yet, and they don't see that his grace and his embrace of their marriage and of their relationship is part of the faith. They just are trying to latch on to someone that loves them, at least for these year or two that we're together. They're they're so desperate for, for love. Their own families are part of that brokenness uh, where parents aren't faithful. and They don't know how to be faithful. They need to know Jesus Christ, and we need to evangelize not just the moral teachings. Right. You don't start off with that. You let them know that th- this is who Jesus Christ is, and this is what he means. And as they come to know Christ— Then they can start to see the context for these commandments are what keep us within his holiness. Christ is not an immoral person, nor did he just go along with the bad ideas and the immorality of the apostles when they were trying to be egomaniacal, uh, who's the greatest, what's going to be in this for me, those questions that the apostles raised, Mm -hmm. he rebuked them, but they took it because they already knew how much he loved them, and they understood his gospel message of repent and believe. And so then in that context, the moral issues come into play. But there are, even uh, apart from that, there are objective reasons that you can give for why the moral teaching is true. And that's where we all have to be evangelists. Right. This is not optional.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I think, too, Father, if we can remember, for those of us who fell away from the faith and came back, for example, in, in my case and in my husband's case, I think about where I was before I started my slow and very arduous <laughs> journey back back to Christ and and back into healing my marriage I was so immersed and this was back in the 90s okay this is long before we had all the things we have right now I was so immersed in my own world and in that culture of me 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 that I had to have a very shocking situation happen for me to even take a look at myself and so it makes sense to us I think most of us now if we have a relationship with God and what we're seeing in terms of there is a definite connection between the misery and the depression and not having God in your life But we have to, I think it helps if we think, okay, where were we in our journey? What happened to us? Maybe there's many people out there who've always been faithful, and God love you. I I mean, that's amazing. But there are so many people today who haven't been. They got pulled into the world, as as many people did, myself included and my husband included. But what made the difference? For me, it was a knock-off-your-high-horse situation, and then a husband who was on his way back to the church and was changing and slowly introducing me to Jesus again.
9: And this is the the real, the authentic model for all of us. How do all of us come to know Christ and the conversion to Him, and the and also and one of the things that is uh, another part of the reality is a lot of people uh, don't behave well because they pick up a fairly superficial idea that uh, Christ's Judgment Day is basically olly olly oxen, free, free, free. Nobody goes to hell. God couldn't... And I've heard people say, God can't send all of us to hell. It's sort of like, stick together, folks, and, mm-hmm. and we'll all get in together. Uh, he wouldn't send us all to hell. Well, he might, <laughs> and he could. Uh, he doesn't want to, but you know that's not the solution and unfortunately too many people think that it's like the, uh, a kids game and it's not it's, well, it's something much more real than that
2: God gives us the choice right
9: He gives us he gives us a choice and there uh these choices are extremely important for us to understand that you really can be bad and you really can do things that are evil
4: right.
9: you know that's and so you better stop
2: amen father well said as always have a great birthday you're a blessing to us to EWTN and the church and we are so glad to have you on our program every week father Mitch Pacwa from EWTN with our cultural connections we'll be right back stay tuned
1: Father Benedict Groeschel.
0: Ah, I love reverence. Wherever I go in the
9: world, I usually go to visit the religious buildings,
1: and no matter what I see, I see
0: reverence. awe. I've been in temples and mosques where I saw more reverence and awe of God than I see in Christian churches, even sometimes
6: in Catholic churches. Oh, yes, let me say it. When I was a boy, Catholics were much more reverent and respectful in church. You never, ever
9: spoke in church i was a young priest a man had a heart attack at the beginning of mass i stopped the mass we prayed for the man while the police were coming the ambulance they removed him from the church he didn't die not one word was spoken the police officers and the ambulance attendants
5: who came whispered respect i wish it were true today
7: ewtn live truth live catholic
5: Can a stressed brain lead to weight gain? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. When things go too right or too wrong in my life, I go for cookies or ice cream. How about you? A study in the journal Neuron indicates that chronic stress can make the brain crave sweet comfort foods. Apparently, stress can override some of our brain's natural responses to eating. This leads to our eating comfort foods, which leads to a vicious circle of the brain needing to be continuously rewarded to eat a higher calorie diet. This leads to more food intake with preferences for sweet foods. For this, you get weight gain and even obesity. The vicious circle continues. Avoiding a stress-filled life is important for so many health reasons. Eating healthy is critical every day, but we all get stressed. When that happens, double down on healthy eating and ditch the junk food. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on this at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net.
2: Catholic Connection, 39 minutes past the hour. Always great to catch up with our friend, moral theologian, author, and speaker, Dr. Pia DeSleny. And columnist, contributor to many a publication, including America, the Jesuit Review. And I'm really, really glad she's there, including a powerful piece that was just posted. Catholic teaching on birth control is unpopular. So why is pop culture starting to agree with it? Pia, great piece, and I think very well documented, not only with the church teaching, but where some of these people on the left are coming, people that you would never expect would support indirectly. They're not saying they come out and say they're Catholic and support the church teaching, but they are acknowledging what the church has been saying regarding the great damage that, that birth control does. And they're looking at it from a physical and a psychological perspective. But what I thought was interesting, and we were talking about this during the break, and we were also talking about this with Father Mitch Paqua, how much evangelization we have to do. Because some of the comments I found very sad Where you really do a great job of laying this out. And again, you have opinions from people who would never be considered even remotely conservative or Catholic. And yet many of the people commenting don't even acknowledge that and don't even acknowledge the problems associated with birth control. Good morning, thanks for joining us.
3: Hi, hey, Teresa. it's always good to be with you. Thanks for having me on. You know, it's it's, it's really interesting. I, you know, obviously, it's, I'm, I'm very careful to state in the article that, you know, I, I talk about Taylor Tomlinson right. and um, um Wizzerspoon. yeah. And, and, and of course, there is read Twitter an article, I mean, that's something that I archived from Vogue magazine in 2003, all right? But it's like, hey, let's look at the fact that Android and Apple have tons of apps to help women track their fertility, and some of them have been downloaded over a million times. I mean, this is there's something happening. And, again, these conversations are out there. You can find them uh, in social media. You can find them if you just listen. Like, let's say you get off social media and you actually talk to people who are different than you are you can find people having these conversations and my point is this is a starting place we have women who aren't liking hormonal contraception for various reasons and why don't we say hey this is a starting point maybe we can have a conversation we may not agree at the end of the day but you know part of un- understanding someone doesn't mean that we have to agree with them right, right. And, and and i'm just astounded that we can't have conversations there. and i frequently talk about this with my husband and with some of my friends. I, honestly, I, I, I think it's getting boring. We're so polarized that most of our friends mm-hmm. think exactly like we do. And, you know, it's only, I mean, I think I still get this in Italy, where I can sit down and have a conversation with someone who totally disagrees with me, and yet we don't attack each other. We laugh at each other. Maybe we poke a little fun or something, but you're still friends. You're still, you know, you're still social. Whereas here in the States, I mean, my goodness, everything's so polarized. And, and even amongst faithful Catholics, I mean, it's just getting so nuts. Yeah. But, you know, back to the article, I just want to say, look, we need a lot more research on contraception. And, you know, yeah, some women, honestly, I've heard some women say that being um, that on contraception did help them. All right. Most women I've heard from, again, this is anecdotal, say, oh, my gosh, this is awful. I mean, this is what I've been hearing since I was a teenager. I remember waiting tables and listening to, you know, my fellow wait staff complain about being on the pill and so forth. So I'm just saying, hmm, hey, this is interesting. Why have all these women coming from different backgrounds saying, I'm not, hormonal contraception isn't working for me. Now, some of these women might say, hey, I'm going to go ahead and use some other form of contraception. Okay. And again, let's be honest, you know, most Catholic women use contraception. All right. So, but then the starting point here, and I just think it's so interesting. I I just want to ask why? Why are these women coming to these conclusions? What is it? And is there a point where we can just have a conversation together?
2: Right. Well, what I think is so fascinating, for example, one of the quotes from your article the more women learn about their bodies, and experience a direct impact of hormonal contraception, the more this growing minority looks for alternatives. So that there should just be a great talking point because if they're all about women's control, you you see some of the comments, for example, I I I read your article as soon as you said it to me and then I went on the comment section. At that point, there were only a few, but they were all basically ignoring everything you said and saying that the Pope ignored the desires of women and blah, 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 blah. But this is about women taking more control. So what they're claiming is control is just the opposite. Looking at you know the problems with hormonal contraceptive and do, using these apps to understand their cycles means women have the utmost control in the way their bodies are working.
3: Absolutely, and and the irony of it is that the women who are getting off hormonal birth control it's because I mean two of the biggest impacts like there's, there's physical impacts to your body, but it's experiences of depression and you know, flash with low libido, and I mean, what woman wants to have to deal with that problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's, that, <laughs> if, you're, if you're using birth control so that you more sexually active and then your libido is killed, uh, that kind of, you know, defeats the purpose. So, uh, again, and and I do think, in you know, all honesty, I don't think the Church has done the best job of engaging on this. And my parents, way back in the day, they had to go to a local co-op and learn um, fertility awareness from the local hippies, right? I mean, because mm-hmm. the Church wasn't teaching it. So. I, I think we need to continue to do more. Um, but there's just there's, there's so many interesting starting points and, and that and, and points to engage and that's really what I'm hoping we can do. Let's engage and by the way, the a female body, like the male body, is naturally fertile. So we should be working with that and trying to understand what that means. And instead, as, as one of my doctor friends has pointed out, she, she's a gynecologist, very good gynecologist, and she said, you know, the female body is, is naturally fertile. That is a healthy female body. And instead, we're telling women that you need to take pills to become an, an infertile female mm-hmm. body, which, you know, and, uh, Pre menopausal age, that is an unhealthy female body. Right. That is not a healthy female body. Right. So, you know, this is a healthy female body, the fertile body. What can we do to work with that and to respect the integrity of that body rather than say, mm, we need to shut down this part of how that body functions?
2: Yeah. You know, and, I, and I totally agree. By the way, we're talking with Dr. Pia Desleni, her latest post, Catholic teaching on birth control is unpopular, so why is pop culture starting to agree with it? It's an excellent article. And of course, she gives us, again, the reminder of beautiful church teaching with Humana Vitae and also what's happening out there in the secular culture with more women being aware of their bodies and wanting to be aware of their bodies, especially off birth control versus on birth control. And we'll put a link to this on our archive section at Catholic Connection. But to, I totally agree with with the Italy thing. It's so interesting you should bring that up. I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but there's a, a young couple with whom we've uh, become very close, and they're working us with a couple of pro- pro- projects related to our pilgrimage, and the woman is a fallen-away Catholic. Her husband is a fallen-away Romanian Orthodox, and yet we have come to know them and work with them, and they're changing their minds at least about people in religion. They said most of the people they've come across have been judgmental. They can't approach them. They can't talk to them. They said you and Deacon Dom are so different and you're so kind. And really pia we've done nothing but really just be nice to them and and go out to dinner with them and get to know their daughter and just be friends you know just starting on that relationship building and it's changing their attitude toward us and i think hopefully planting some seeds and and they're starting to open up as to what happened to them as to why they have fallen away and there's some pretty startling things that are coming out but it's a relationship building and yet even though we disagree they know where we stand because they've been on my website and they've seen what we do and what i talk about and seen my books they're st- we're still friends, because we, ha- we we just listen to each other.
3: Well, and Trisha, I think you highlight a really important thing. I mean, most people that leave the church, it's because of personal experience with somebody yeah. within the Absolutely. church. It's not because yeah. of the quote-unquote church teaching. And I mean, I myself have had experiences where it's just, uh, I mean, I thank God for my faith, because if I didn't have this faith, I'd be out the door, because I just don't think that decent people should treat People, and, right, and you know, as poorly as I've seen, or been on, on the receiving end of at times, but you know, and this is where I think if, uh, as Christians, I mean, as there's the saying, you know, preach the gospel always use words when necessary. necessary I mean, right? The first thing that we have to do is to live this, and I, I think that's kind of the examination of conscience at the end of the day. The, I do right what could I have done better what did I really mess up was <laughs> the part you know where I just watched it and I snapped at the person in customer service with the airline and because I'm crabby and I haven't been able to you know get my flight or whatever and I just let them have it <laughs> maybe I wasn't you know really modeling Jesus to them right, right? and and so that I just think it, it, it always comes back to this idea of personal witness and it just it's you know the things it, it, where they attracted people, it was, it, I mean, obviously there were some saints who taught tough things, right? But a lot of what, what attracted people was the relational and how they were treated. And I, I and I think the people were important in our time because, and, and if you look at other times in history where the church has been, um, and the world has been very much at odds, I I think you have to say, "Wow, wait a minute! This what really matters is this personal experience, and when somebody encounters me, that is that could be their experience of the church. And so it 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 really better matter how I show up, because I don't want them to walk away and think that because of my you know weaknesses or my flaws, that that's the church, right? So it means I have to step it up, and it's it's." Again, I go back to when you talk to people who left the church. It's usually a personal experience. It's not. They'll talk about it. They'll say, "Oh, I disagree with such and such teaching." Okay, but at the end of the day, it's how they were treated.
2: And that's so true with this young couple because they both had very very bad experiences with people in the church. And so this is a whole new thing to them. And then they met some of my friends who who were hanging out with us uh, in Italy earlier this year. They're like, "You guys are like so different. You're like fun and you laugh and you're nice and." And you drink wine once in a while, and so so it's like a whole so you could see the experience that they had. But I also think, in getting back to your article with with the comments, perhaps if we don't know this, I'm just wondering how the teaching the teachings were presented or weren't presented to those people, those, especially those women who claim they're Catholic and are commenting in a negative way on your article.
3: Well, I mean, I'll tell you i I went to uh, Catholic grade school. I went to math every Sunday. I did all of the CCD youth group confirmation, and I never heard this teaching until I got to college. Wow. So, you know, um, if you've never been taught these things, you know, and it comes out of left field. And remember that, you know, most of us have been told, if you, you you know, if you go, you've been told from a very young age that the "quote unquote" responsible thing to do is to be on birth control. That's what you're told. So all of a sudden here comes this other message, from a, an organization or an entity that you've heard is kind of patriarchal and doesn't allow women to lead. Well, of course, it's because they just want barefoot, women barefoot and pregnant with no voice and not, no ability to to make their own decisions about anything, even though, oh my gosh, there's this huge tradition of female paint. <laughs> who issued, you know, for, for when marriage and and even suffered martyrdom because right. they didn't want to be married or because they were making other life choices. And we celebrate those of but people don't know about that. And so I, I think if you don't have the context and you haven't heard it, it, right. it is shocking because mm-hmm. it, it's completely countercultural. I, I have a friend who, who would tell me that every time she went for her yearly appointment <laughs> her obstetrician gynecologist, she would make sure to just... Really well because she was always going to get a lecture about not using birth control, so she wanted to look like she was put together. You know, she did yeah. not. She didn't want to feel like she was a mess. And women and this is a very devout friend of mine. Um, you know, women feel this pressure. I think we all felt it. And I, I even had the experience sometimes when I went to a quote unquote pro-life uh, medical clinic, and they had a, a nurse practitioner who was. Knew and apparently not on board because she said she said I had quote unquote unprotected sex <laughs> because I didn't use contraception and I it's like wow so this is I mean it's pretty hard to avoid that and 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 to embrace this teaching and I think you know when I turn kind of talks on this Teresa I talk about the fact that what Paul Six was talking about in human dignity it's a pretty high standard for human behavior. And to so suppose men and women to feel safe, there are a lot of a lot of things that need to that should be in place. I mean, we need economies and governments, economic systems that support families and, and so forth. Right now, it's very hard for most families to make it on one income and to do the stay-at-home mom model. Right mm-hmm. then, but but it's not just that, it's the it, relationships that support this. And again, even in our more traditional Catholic circles. There, is, there are a lot of, a lot I um, don't want to put it, there, there are mental health issues. There's a lot of trauma from family of origin, and things are being perpetuated. And so people need to feel somewhat secure right. in order to
2: have children. Right. And, and also, life. I think, in, in, again, the relationship building is super important. Pia, I could talk to you forever. Great article. We'll link it on the archive section for Catholic Connection. Dr. Pia Seleni. A wonderful moral theologian who, by the way, has held many, many important positions, including one as a chancellor at one point in her amazing career. We'll be right back. Let you know it's coming up on a Friday. Stay tuned.
7: As a Catholic dad, I know how frustrating parenting can be, but
6: it doesn't have to be that way anymore. I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck from More to Life, inviting you to become a premium member of Catholic Home. That's CatholicHOM.com. It's an online community dedicated to supporting faithful parents like you. At Catholic Home, you can chat with our team of family life coaches every day, get expert support with discipline issues, self-care creating a stronger marriage, living your faith at home, or just coping with the stress of being a Catholic parent in today's world. In addition to the personalized expert support you'll get as a premium member of CatholicHOM.com, you'll get access to tons of creative resources, entertaining videos that teach your kids how to get along with each other and love the Lord, downloadable activities, monthly live parenting Q&As, a supportive community of faithful Catholic parents, and tons of other benefits like my Datitudes podcast. Go to CatholicHOM.com today and become a premium member of the Catholic home community. Again, that's CatholicHOM.com. I can't wait to see you
7: there. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light work. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com.
2: Appreciate you listening to the EWT and Global Catholic Radio Network, and all the links that we mentioned will be placed on the archives section for Catholic Connection at AveMariaRadio.net. Wishing you a beautiful Thursday, even better Friday. Great stuff coming up, including Fact Check Friday and more information about the Good News Conference. Adomani, See you tomorrow.
1: You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection.